Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode of Pit Panther Rants and other sports brands podcast is brought to you by the sports drink. It's your digital water cooler. It's your intersection of sports and not sports. You can check us out at sportsdrink.org. Or go to the Instagram at, at sportsdrink. That's sportsdrink without the vowels. Check us out, guys, and leave the door open because we're trying to light out some of the funk. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants and other sports fans podcast. Watt Harris, your host. It's been almost, let's see, it's 2 o'clock here. I'm in the kids' carpool lane. And, of course, there was another incident of somebody cutting somebody off in the carpool lane like, they, like it always happens. And, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. But it's been almost 24 hours since the, the brawl started. You know, it'll be 24 hours in about four hours here, basically. So, I'm sure we've all had time to, I guess, process all that happened. I learned as I have. I tried to podcast this morning and I was still trying to fill through all the material and things like that. And So, let's start from the beginning. You know, before the game happened, you saw the celebrities on hand, like Dave Wonstadt was there. I think Shea was there, I believe. James Conner, all kinds of guys were there. Even Jamie Dixon showed up, which would have been which would have made a, a really appropriate moment for them to, um, you know, to honor Jamie and thank him for all that he did for the basketball program. That's now basically in a ball of flames, or maybe Jamie is trying to get his old job back. Or maybe he's or maybe he's trying to leverage his old job for an extension for next year. There's so many conspiracy theories there. And of course, I have to see all your tailgating photos, and you know the Hellgate happened. You know, brought to you by the Willard years, and it's amazing. I looked at that photo of the Hellgate. And I was I was like, okay, yeah, I follow that person. I follow that person. I know I know who that is. And I was like, I never met any of these, I never met any of these people, and I know who they are. It's weird, but I don't know. That's just how the digital age is, I guess. So the game started, as we all know. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game, more defensive, and it felt like that in the beginning because it was 10-10 at halftime. And the offense for most of the game was giving me... It was giving me a 2010 Pit Panther vibe, you know, when we, when we had Tino Sanzari in his first year. And, you know, it depended on what version of Keelan Slovis we were going to get. The one I saw last year, when he played Notre Dame, when he took forever to get the ball out, and he was taking sacks, and he was not progressing, you know, going through his reads. He was having a hard time, you know, 
you know, going through all that, I mean, I it just, you know, I felt like we were going to owe Jordan Addison an apology if this kept up. But, I mean, what Penn Doozy mentioned is this. Kenny Pickett is Kenny Pickett. Keelan Slovis is Keelan Slovis. And we saw that last night. Keelan is who he is. I think the issue with Keelan is that it's more confidence. It's a confidence issue, I believe. Because the reason why I feel that is because he made some really good throws. I mean, that, that, last, that last drive that they had where he um, took him down the field for the touchdown... He was in that pocket. He was confident. He made his throws, and it you know, his stat line was like sixteen of twenty four, I think, for three hundred eight yards, touchdown, no picks. He took a sacks, a sack, a few sacks, but he didn't throw any picks. I mean, he did pretty well for the most part. I mean, throughout all the chaos. I mean, he, it wasn't. I mean, it just wasn't all that bad. I mean, the game itself. I mean, it, was, it turned out to be a high-scoring game. Uh, we kept West Virginia in the game mainly because we, well, for, for starters, West Virginia made plays out of their ass, and they were lucky-ass plays. And then we spotted him a field goal, not a field goal. We spotted him a uh, touchdown early in the early in the first second half with a blocked um, block punt. So it should never really came down to MJ Devonshire's pick six to win the game. Bryce Wheaton, you know, it was a um, an infomercial for him you know, as a player because of the, all the awesome plays he was doing. He made two play. He scored two touchdowns for West Virginia, and he set the game winner for Pitt with his uh, with uh, you know with the. Um, the ball going through his hands and MJ with the pick and running it all the way back. I mean, MJ just took off. I mean, he, boom, he found the lane and, man, that was good. That was awesome. That was a rush because you didn't know how it was going to turn out because our defense, you know, it's just our defense was inconsistent all game. And, pow, it just, people went nuts. I mean, I went nuts at home. I mean, I was excited. I mean, my text messages blew up. It was all kind of shit. But I think uh, ultimately West Virginia had control of the game because of you know the plays they're making, some of the games, you know things we spotted them. Jeez, I'm still trying to process the game almost 24 hours later. Uh, Neil Brown, as I said on Twitter, he made some beta male decisions, and I think his beta male energy rubbed off on his team. And that's really what happened here. Now, before their, their final first half drive, Pitt had, Pitt had them on the ropes. And, of course, they got the JT Daniels, and he threw up a, a lob, basically. It was Pitt was about to pick it off. And, then of course, West Virginia pulled a catch out of their ass. If Pitt makes that pick, we probably score. And, that game, and this game was pretty much blown wide open. Because we get the ball second half, and I think you know their confidence would have been shattered. But West Virginia made a play. Now they had a fourth and one, and they had a timeout left, and they could they had us on the ropes. Neil Brown 
runs the clock down, calls a timeout, kicks a field goal. It's 10-10 at halftime. I just felt they could, they probably could have got the first down because we couldn't stop them, and they could at least took a, they could at least took a stab or two at the end zone. So to me, that was kind of beta male decision number one. And of course, beta male decision number two was late in the game. We Pitt obviously couldn't stop them on the ground. It's fourth and short, fourth and like maybe one or two yards. Your defense is playing really good. But, I mean, like we haven't really done much of anything. I mean, we made some. Uh, I mean, we made we had some explosive plays, but we really weren't. We haven't had a, you know, much of a consistent drive, or or just consistency in a nutshell. He punts because he feels good about his defense. Well, even if you know, even if he'll convert, pick us the ball. That maybe they get a touchdown, and there's plenty of time where you can sell your, you know, and, you know, drive down the field. Nope. He um. He punts, and Pitt somehow drives down the field. Well, not somehow. Kedon made some really big throws. He got the, he, he finally got on the same page as his receivers. I mean, it only took all game. I mean, they one drive got screwed up because I think two receivers ran the same route or something. It was all kind of screwed up. But Kedon picked it up, and Izzy Abacanada, who who had a um, you know. Not a good game running the ball. Made the play, made the catch and run, and that was it. 31-31. Ronnie Hammond had a hell of a game. I mean, the guy had almost 130 yards in total offense. I think he had like same four rushing and 55 receiving. So 129. Yeah, he was the man. Jerry Wayne had, had a big play, had, had one explosive play. Kadena Mumfield had a decent game. Bob Means, I think, is showing why he's a decent player. So I think in the receiving corps, if we can just... I mean, looking back at all this, I guess what I'm trying to say really is, this game with a sold-out crowd, all these celebrities... Pit celebrities. It had to build up as a, it had to build up for a typical pit, you know, egg laying, so to speak. And throughout all the chaos, you know, the big play is given up on defense. The struggles on offense. The block punt. Throughout all of that, and of course, West Virginia Point plays out our asses. I can't forget that. Throughout all of that, Pitt somehow managed to win the game. They still they managed to win it. West Virginia had one last gasp, and JT's fall fell short. His throw fell short, I should say. Now Pitt has, you know, a few extra days. They have a chance to go over what's going to work for them and what isn't going to work. 
because Tennessee's coming in, and they had they start off pretty pretty hot in their opener, and they gave us a real hard time last year. Even with you know a first round pick as your quarterback and a, and a Blitnikoff. Well, Pitt's offense, though, did show signs and flashes of how good it could really be. And I believe we may see that pretty soon. Now, Penner Doozy gets a whole bunch of crap for throwing, for not, you know, because he made comments about Mark Whipple throwing the ball too much. And now, anytime a college football team is, you know, scoring touchdowns by throwing the ball out, everybody's like, see, Penner Doozy? You see how, what it's like. You see what happens when you throw the ball. Well, did you see what happened with Jeff Brom and Purdue threw the ball too much? They should have beat Penn State, but his shitty clock management is why they lost that game. I mean, that's that's, that's the thing. Everybody thinks these days you need an offensive head coach. You don't always need an offensive head coach. I mean, these high-octane offenses are, are great. But a lot of times these coaches don't know how to clock manage. Because they're, they're, the offenses are only good as the rhythm of the offense. They're going to keep going, you know. You know, they, they don't know how to slow down and manage the game. And we saw that with, with Purdue. They, they kept throwing. So, yeah, foot insert mouth. Because I'm seeing too much of that lately. And it's not like Pat Arduzzi hates throwing the football. It's just if you have a good running game and it's moving the ball, you don't have to, you know, wind up and throw all the time. Try to make it easy on yourself. And although I'm enjoying, you know, Pat's uh, no filter where he just, he called ESPN after the game and he just, he just loves that. I mean, he. I think he knows it now. He knows what buttons to push. But all in all, it was a... Um, I'm sure if you went to the game, it was an awesome experience. I think I was, I was debating what coming up for it, but tickets were already sold out. I mean, largest crowd in, 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 in Acrisure Stadium... This is not. It's no longer Heinz Field. It's always going to be Heinz to me, no matter what. Just like you know, the Civic Arena will always be the Civic Arena to me. Of course, PNC will be PNC because it's PNC. But I'm sure the Pierce Events Pierce Events Center changes. It'll always be the Pete. Yeah, because I don't. You know. You're just a, it's a creature, it's a, you know, creature habit. That being said, I just saw that the college football playoff is, is, is officially voted to expand the 12 teams in, by 2026. And the Big Ten isn't done expanding, and I think. But if it's going to 12 teams, do you really want, should you expand? Or should you want to join a conference when your access to the playoff may expand? 
I mean, that's one thing you should, we should ask ourselves. I mean, do you want to join another conference, like a Big Ten or an SEC, where you may just be on their mouth to feed, and there's a chance you're not ever going to con, you know, contend for a playoff? I mean, it's... I mean, for, for teams that are in the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12, you're, I mean, if you're, as long as you're in the P5, you're good to go. But at the end of the day, it's all about revenue. It's all about survival, making money. But a lot of times, is it is it really worth it? I mean, I mean, if you're happy, I mean, for instance, if you're happy at your job, and there's opportunity to make more money, are you going to be happy at that new job? I mean, whereas things are fine the way they are and you're making enough money you don't really need to make more you're you know you have you you love what you do and that's where all that matters just plenty of things to think about i guess now i could talk about the college football weekend but i'm in my car and really i I don't feel like multitasking to my um, espn app to go through all these things all I can tell you guys is to enjoy the weekend of college football. It's going to be a blast. For Pitt fans, and probably, I know there's Penn State fans that I think do, that do listen to this, you got a really awesome weekend where you don't have to worry about shit. Your team already won, and you can you know, your life is good. You can go have beers and cook out. Although I don't plan on cooking out this weekend at all. I'm probably going to... I have a birthday party to go to tomorrow for my daughter. It's not hers, it's for a friend. But I found, um, on clearance, I found bison, uh, ground bison meat on sale real cheap. and So I'm going to make bison chili with it. I could do bison burgers, but I already made burgers earlier this week for my meal prep. You know, because I'm just, you know, I'm shredding and all that happy stuff. No, I'm not really shredding. I'm just trying to lose weight. Well, or keep my weight at a, a, you know. I mean, I do like the recipes on TikTok, but I do like those people who go on, go through supermarkets and pick up all these packages and tell you that, you know, oh, you like this? Oh, you like suntan lotion? Well, here's why you shouldn't use this and why it's harmful for your body. Look at the, look at the stuff it contains. It contains processed oils and blah, blah, blah. And you, you may think you're protecting your skin, but you're harming your skin you know, with this type of sunscreen. You know, here's why, here's why I recommend wear a long sleeve shirt and wear a hat. And there you can, you can, you'll protect yourself from the UV rays easily. I mean, that's pretty much what, you know, when you get on TikTok, you get a lot of those guys that just say stuff like that. Or, you know, one guy, you know, one guy, he's like, organic food really isn't um, safe for you because they're just using organic pesticides. I'm like, oh, that's great. So no matter what, it doesn't really matter if you're buying the organic or whatever. It just, it's like, you know, you could buy the, you know, the free range, you know, food. It's better because they at least hug and cuddle the cows before they, you know, they slaughtered them. Oh, no, I'm just giving I'm just giving examples here, and I'm trying to get this podcast in twenty minute to twenty minutes. 
Well, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on making some bison chili this weekend. That's pretty much, pretty much my weekend in a nutshell. You know, I'm not going to grill because I, my kids don't eat a lot of it because they're just not into grilled food. They're getting there. It just, they like hot dogs, really. That's about it. Whereas I like to make ribs and all kind of other stuff. And really, I have food in my fridge already that I need to eat, so. Eh, oh well. Anyways, guys, have an awesome weekend. Hope the weather's good. Held a pit. And go home, Mountaineers. Or, better yet, eat pit's shit. <laughs>